Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. Show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Halt and Catch Fire. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 7, titled Working for the Clampdown. Uh, Okay, bunch of stuff going on in this episode, lots to talk about here. First and foremost, Mutiny. As I'm so fond of saying at the beginning of pretty much every single episode discussion this season, they're still a thing, they're still going strong, they're still doing stuff. Uh, Things have kind of settled down, they've gotten real quiet... Uh, the mutiny staffs at the stage where they're just playing games instead of working. Uh, they're throwing, they're literally throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> like they're doing bets, putting up action figures for bets. Lev gets a black Spider Man, which is pretty cool. Uh, Cameron's meeting Tom's mother, which is. Absolutely precious. It is so wholesome and lovely, and I adore literally every single thing about that scene. It is really, really delightful. Everything's going perfectly. Until Joe McMillan comes by with an acquisition offer from West Group. So that's the thing. We talked about that at the end of the most... I can't talk. We talked about that at the end of last episode. Uh, So Joe has a meeting with Cameron, with Donna, with Boz, and they're going over the deal. They're going over the contract. They're going over over the finer points of it. Uh, Basically what they're offering is global expansion, complete creative freedom, And, of course, a shit ton of money. So, objectively, really good deal. Almost too good to be true. More on that later. But, of course, it's Joe offering, so Cameron immediately hates every single thing about this. So... She just has this meltdown. She's like, no, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. And meanwhile, Donna and Boz, they're being smart business people and saying, hey, look, we're not sold either. But we should listen to this. We have literally nothing to lose from just listening to what he has to say. And Cameron, being the child that she is, takes the deal, goes into the center of the workspace, And yells out, hey, this asshole wants to buy us out. This asshole wants us to go work for a bunch of oil suits downtown. Is that what you want? Is that what you want to work for a bunch of suits? Is that what you want to work for a bunch of oil drilling assholes? 
You want to work for the man? She presents this in a very slanted way. Everyone starts chanting, Mutiny! 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 Cameron literally tears up the deal, and Joe gets basically booed out of the office. So the rest of the episode is basically just a bunch of hoops being jumped through by Joe to try to get this deal to go through. Uh, He brings Boz over to West Group and tries to talk sense into him, and he's like, Look, if Cameron doesn't want to sell, we're not going to sell. Doesn't matter what you say, doesn't matter what you do, it's not happening. He even goes so far as to bring in Tom and try to convince him to go behind Cameron's back. Which is a massive dick move. Uh, while this is happening, the mutiny staff like try to like reconstruct the paperwork and just see... Hey, what was this deal actually about? And they look at the deal and they're like, Oh, shit, they were offering us a ton of money? Crap. Also, what the hell? Cameron owns 90% of this place? That, that doesn't seem right. This was supposed to be a place without a boss. This was supposed to be our thing, not her thing. And so the staff confronts Cameron and is like, Hey, what the hell? This was supposed to be everyone's. And they're like, okay, let's have a vote. A real vote. And so Cameron's like, okay, how is everyone voting? And as they're voting, sell, no sell. First off, I should mention, Boz says no sell, which kind of solidifying all the... All the whole loyalty to Cameron thing that he was saying earlier. And Tom doesn't answer. It's revealed later in the episode that uh, his mother has literally nothing. Uh, He was very, very poor. His family was very poor when he was a child. His mother recently got laid off. And he was thinking of selling just so... He could support his mommy. But this cell is interrupted by... A tragedy, to say the least. So remember that guy that Lev was flirting with in the community forums, in the community chat? Remember that? Well, he met him in person, and turns out this guy didn't exist. It was just a bunch of dudes who were looking to entrap and beat the shit out of a gay guy. So not only is this very, very early catfishing... But Lev has just flat out been the victim of a hate crime. And he got beaten up so badly that he is now in the hospital. And it is heartbreaking. 
it is absolutely heartbreaking to see, like, this horrific, horrific hate crime. Uh, to see this man being taken advantage of so horrifically. And to see the mutiny staff, like, come together, go to the hospital, support Lev. Like, it's also, like, really hauntingly beautiful, in a way. You see the black Spider-Man right beside him that he won in the bed, and you're like, oh, oh, he got it. He got the black Spider-Man. Oh. Oh. Like, it is just gut-wrenching. It really, really is. And, of course, like, a dress is phony... Uh, the, the information on the mutiny service was phony. Everything's phony. And so the police are like, they kind of have their hands tied because this is very, very early days. So they're not really equipped to deal with these like online issues yet. It's the 80s. They don't know shit. While this is happening... Joe goes to Jacob. They have a conversation. They're prematurely celebrating. And Jacob reveals that he's going to essentially gut games. Because, oh, Nintendo's going to be a thing. And they're going to own everything. Cartridge gaming is the future. These online games, they'll never go anywhere. Fast forward to 2019. This guy looks like an idiot. So Joe finally realizes, oh wait. This guy never cared about an actual vision. He cared about profits. He was never going to foster mutiny the way I wanted to. He just wanted all the monies. So Joe goes behind Jacob's back. Visits Lev in the hospital because he heard about what happened. uh, Tells this equally heartbreaking story about someone who wrote the F.A.G. word. I only have two words in life I don't say. That is one of them. The other is the N-word. Someone who wrote that word on his locker over and over and over again. And he spent all of sixth grade, like, carrying around seven textbooks in his backpack as an 11-year-old. Because he didn't want to go back to his locker. Like, tells this really, really heartbreaking story about, like, how these sorts of hate crimes, they just happen and as a result like it's very difficult to find someone you can be yourself around it's man this show I always forget just how brilliantly how intelligently it handled it handled the LGBT world Like, it did it subtly. It did it without any fanfare. 
and it did it in a very profound, uh, at times heartbreaking, genuinely beautiful way. Uh, with Joe and his bisexuality, with Lev being gay, and with a couple others we haven't gotten around to yet. Just gonna say that. No spoilers. Like, it, it handles LGBT issues very, very well. In addition to being an excellent exploration of the tech world in the 80s. Like, it's really, really striking. And I constantly forget that. Uh, after watching Halt and Catch Fire. Like, I really... It'd be nice... It'd be nice if I actually remembered just how good this show was in terms of LGBT exploration. But anyway, I digress. Joe tells this entire story and then tells Cameron, don't sell. Don't do it. Say no. You'll make a lot of money. Mutiny will be successful, but your vision will be crushed. Jacob Wheeler doesn't care about what you're trying to build. He's going to dilute everything you've worked for, and he will start by taking away games. It will be unrecognizable. It will quash the beauty and the creativity that is mutiny. Don't do it. Stay away. And so Cameron the next day goes back into mutiny and says the words, This is my company. I'm not selling. So finally, it's been what, like seven episodes since Cameron said, This isn't my thing, this is our thing. And now she has completely dropped the pretenses of, this is everyone's. And she is fully... She has almost kind of become what she used to hate. What her idealistic self used to hate. She's become more jaded. She's become more protective. She's become more standoffish. If that was even possible. And has now said, this is mine, it's no one else's, I decide where this company goes. Damn. Meanwhile, as long as we're talking on the Joe front, uh, Sarah, the fiancé, I finally remembered her name, thank God. (laughs) Uh, They have a dinner with Sarah's dad. Uh, with Jacob, and it's a whole awkward thing with it, where they try to tell him that they're breaking up, but he kind of dodges it and is like, hey, you shouldn't throw everything away just based on, like, some whim. Like, you should, like, keep Joe in your life. Because he's making me a lot of money. <laughs> Didn't care before. Now he's making him money, so he's like, ah, stay with Joe. Joe's a great guy. 
Because he's making me richer. And then Sarah gets into this whole argument with Joe. Like, hey, stop. Stop meddling in other companies and start your own like you talked about. You are backsliding. You are becoming your old person. This is part of the reason why he goes to Cameron and says, don't sell. And so then Joe... Goes back to Sarah, says, yeah, I'm giving notice. I'm leaving West Group. I, I don't, I don't want to work there anymore. And so Sarah's like, hey, let's get married. Today. Right now. So Joe and Sarah are going to get for reals married. Yay. Man, everything's so happy this episode. Everyone's having a good time. No one's going through any horrible trials and tribulations. Oh, wait. Gordon still has brain damage, and he tells Donna about it, and it is heartbreaking. He tells Donna about the brain damage, tries desperately to downplay it. Of course, Donna doesn't know how to react. Uh, she's every bit as scared as Gordon was when he first heard. Uh, and Donna's sort of taking some time to figure things out, to sort of get used to this new reality. Uh, she goes to her mother, talks about it a little bit, and the mother, like a bitch, basically uses this opportunity to try and get Donna to leave him. Because she's basically always hated Gordon. Like, hey, what about that time he dug a hole in your backyard? Suddenly that scene makes a lot more sense. What about that time he got on the entirely wrong plane? Uh, when he was going to ask your father if he could propose. What if something happens when he's with the kids? You don't want that to happen. Please leave him. I've always hated Gordon. I'm a terrible person. And with all this downplaying as part of it, he starts his own uh, custom-built PC enterprise, Clark Computers, as he's been saying he's going to do this entire season. And it's really nice. He gets his friends together. They start building these things. Uh, they get their first one out. They build their first one. It's out in the open. They're officially a business. And then Gordon, when he's giving a big speech about how great this is, he starts to say, Two weeks ago, I walked into Joe McMillan's office and I told him uh, that a portable under 15 pounds couldn't be done. But now the giant is going to be amazing. It's going to be the best PC in the market. And all of his friends are like, uh, what are you talking about? Gordon's like, wait, what, what about, what about Joe? What, what was, what are you talking, why are you asking me about Joe? Um, okay, bye. So, um. He's having some time slippage as part of this brain damage. That's, uh, 
Yeah, that's bad. That would that would be defined under the bad category. Gordon's not doing great. Suffice it to say. Anyway, that's an episode. Man, we only got three left this season. And then we're done with that. And then we'll have reached the halfway point and continue on to another season of other things happening. So... Get ready for that. Get excited. It's going to be a good time. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simplest just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support their show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 8. Talk to you then.